Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is A Cold Fire Within. It was written by Christopher Smith Adair, and it's available from Chaosium and drive Through RPG. Our game master is Keith Craig, and this is episode nine. A recap will be given by me as my character, Damiel Dracos. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly how I feel. I feel different. I feel maybe a little dead inside, nearly dead. His Grace the Bishop once told me that you can effectively kill your consciousness if uh, you're not vigilant against evil. I think he might be right and I might be on that path. But even so, I, I really didn't intend on provoking the murder of two men. Not innocent, but still. I'm affected by it much less than I expected. I grow cold inside. If our cause is just, but is it? Are we moral, immoral, amoral? I'm practicing my newfound abilities every day. I am fully committed with the same intensity that I dedicated to the church. I wonder if there are books written on the subject, telekinesis. The Hillbilly brothers weren't much help, but we did learn that Leopold Fontenelle is up here and that he warned the bumpkins to keep an eye out for us. We are guessing that the races are somewhere up Devil's Pass, but we figured we weren't quite ready to head up there, so it's off to Woodstock and the Slaughter Institute. I thought it was a mental institution, but it turns out that it's more of a psychical investigation institute. I'm not sure that I want to do any demonstrations for them. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, so we get here and um, we meet Dr. Yvonne Kalashem and Dr. Bertrand Winslow. They seem pretty generic and no nonsense. The Institute itself is suffering as of late. Seems a number of people have gone missing under unusual circumstances. <clears throat> It kind of reminds me of the shift that's Father James and his wife and their seven kids. That little girl was never quite the same after her disappearance and reappearance. Morrison says the children are unreliable, but the facts I know is that if you asked her about it, she became silent for a moment and then hysterical. It's not the words, it's the reaction. I've often thought she went somewhere. She stepped through a door into someplace else. Certainly not heaven, maybe the other place. The other residents here seem harmless. Seems like just about everyone can speak to the dead. Of course, that's very convenient when no one else can. I can think of some interesting experiments using two of them separated and having them chat with the same dead spirit, see if their testimony matches. Of course, I don't believe in such things. Dinner looks good. Uh, good thing I'm not fasting today. It's interesting here, but other than that, I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, and uh, <laughs> there's supposed to be visible ghosts here as well. We'll see. All right. 
Excellent. Um, so as uh, we ended on last session, you guys were headed down to uh, dinner. When you walked in, uh, Dr. Kalisham was sitting at the uh, head of the table with uh, Dr. Winslow at the other end, and the uh, three patients were uh, also sitting there. There are, of course, uh, seats for all of you. Uh, there's, they stand up when you, you come in, and uh, Yvonne smiles, and she's like, oh, thank you for uh, joining us for dinner. It's modest, but it's, uh, it's uh, what we have. Thank you for having us. No, no issue, no issue. She's like uh, Joseph. Do you mind uh, bringing bringing the wine? We have a uh, white wine. Hope that's uh, okay. Yeah, I have vodka, and I put a bottle of vodka on the table. Oh, we won't we won't judge uh, as long as you uh, enjoy enjoy that, good sir. Uh, that'll be good enough for for all. Go go take. Uh, Ted, of course, when he, he says that, he's like, I think I'll have me some uh, some of the vodka over the, the white wine. <laughs> like, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Prost or? Uh, no, that's, that's German. Prostorovia. Uh, ah, yes, yes. Goes, uh, so, uh, so it's uh, good to see, see all of you. Uh, here uh what tell me milton what is your uh game plan for maybe uh figuring out what's going on oh we need to get the lay of the land first so we need to explore the site basically do your basic investigation and then if there's anything that comes up from there we react accordingly but yeah, take take it as it comes yeah i i, I suppose that uh, you're the experts. And Ted looks up again for after uh, taking a sip of the vodka. He's like going, maybe you could uh, talk to uh, Chief Joseph when, when he comes around tonight. Any particular reason why him? Well, you know, uh, there's uh, ghost in Indians uh, wandering the halls, and uh, the local legend says it's Chief Joseph Brandt. Does he keep to a particularly reliable schedule? Oh well, yeah, no, not not a real reliable schedule, but but I imagine he'd he'd show up. After all, we've got some uh, new guests. Why wouldn't he want to want to check us out? Last last time I saw him, why he was uh he was all, all blood and lust in his eyes. He was had a fresh scalp in his hand, and as, as he's talking, you notice very easily that uh carol is uh starting to get get uh, kind of shaken and disturbed by this can i do a psychology role and see if he's bullshitting yes you may oh oh nine a pass i'm assuming then. that's extreme oh yeah yeah he's full of shit all right yeah i believe that the uh, notion of Indians collecting scalps is from uh, geographically positioned far west of here. That's not an Algonquian tradition, but more of a Plains Indian behavior. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I know I didn't talk to him. That's did, what... you, did you flee this Chief Joseph? Joseph? 
Oh, I uh, I closed my door. I know that. That's when. But I... if he's ghost, he just walked through the door. No problem. Oh, you you never know. And that's where Jeffrey, rather meekly, he uh, he almost you can barely hear him. He's like, I saw a ghost. Like I I've seen a couple since we've been here. Frankly, I find you rather more credible. Who um, did you run into? Well, I I don't know their names. I they they don't speak. One is uh, one's just a bouncing blue light that kind of moves through, almost like a a, a will o wisp, I, I believe is the term. Mm. The other is a uh, a woman with piercing eyes. Just uh, she almost like she just stares at me. Almost, I I don't want to say. And, and forgive me, Carol, but almost not lustfully, but almost with that much need, that, that need and desire. What color are her eyes? Uh, well, everything about her is almost just a bluish. But yeah, I, they're definitely the brightest part on her. And under what circumstances have these visions manifested themselves to you, Jeffrey? Well, uh, the, the will-o'-wisp just sometimes will be out in the hallway. It's usually when we had more people here that, that you would see him. Mm. But, but uh, her, I've been, uh, I just started to see her in the past, uh, past week. Oh, a, a recent occurrence. How many times have you seen her? Three times. Three times in a week. Uh, do you have a name for her in your mind, Jeffrey? I, 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 I call her the bride. Uh, she's kind of got hair like uh, the bride of Frankenstein. So that's why, why I call her that. Hey, did you see that movie? It's, a, it, it's, 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 it's quite good. I don't make it to the cinema that frequently. Um, she appears to you in the hallway also? Well, she she's usually, usually at my bedroom door. Uh, within or without? In, in my, I, clo I close my door at night. Of course. Dr. Callison, does that sound like anyone who's been studied here? Yeah, and she kind of, uh, Yvonne's there, and she's like, um, I, it reminds me of a, a patient we had here many years ago. Um, what was her, her name? Uh, Bertram, Bertram, you remember we, we had to ask her to leave? And uh, Dr. Winslow looks up, he's like, Ash, Esmeralda Ash, that's who you're thinking of. She's a troublemaker. Suitable name for a haunter. What? Um, how was she a troublemaker? Uh, well, she was uh, very uncooperative most of the time, but um, almost she had this personality like she always got what she wanted. And for once, we didn't bend her will. And she's just. Very, very uh, 
very very uh angry when when we went it when give, just let her be and she just kept wanting to talk to uh people about about uh hidden masters and other uh a paradise at the center of the earth did she um did she uh exhibit any kind of psychical abilities she was uh she was the one that convinced me that there is psychic powers out there. Hmm. Well, well, how? Oh, she uh, was able to uh, see things happening in other rooms. And we could confirm that that was truth. No matter how outlandish of a uh, experiment we would try in another room, she would, would get it correct. Hmm. Kind of astral projection. Possibly, from, you know, or she had a ghost telling her what was going on, or a demon. Awesome. Uh, I well, she never claimed to be able to speak speak with the dead. So, I if it if it was a ghost, uh, uh, just a voice in her head. But and I, how long ago did you dismiss her, despite these remarkable skills she displayed? Uh, it was in uh, thirty two. So. Three years, a few years ago, about three years ago. Now, Jeffrey, you don't ever uh, look inside the offices for records that you shouldn't be peering at, do you? No, sir. No, sir. Uh, I, 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 I don't. Uh, that's uh, against the rules. Right. It's striking to me then that you should have ideas about a world within this world, and so should the bride who visits you at night. Seems quite a striking coincidence. Hmm. Uh, when you say that, um, Winslow looks up and he's like, "He's not the only one that's had those ideas that have been that's been here." Uh, Tolhurst had those ideas too. So multiple individuals who appear to manifest remarkable abilities have the same idea and yet we dismiss it out of out of sort it's odd well well i mean uh, science has shown that the earth is not hollow i mean i believe it's has a, a rather hot iron and nickel core perhaps the inner earth however is something manifest in a different plane of existence or is some sort of complex metaphor that these sensitive types can directly experience. And, and science will also tell you that psychic abilities do not exist either. You are, you are correct, my, uh, my, my uh, Russian friend. Um, if we found proof of this, of course, you know, we would be more than willing to accept, accept it. But now, as, as of now, I, I tend to uh, believe in uh, are you familiar with the philosophy of Occam's razor? Uh, I think the simpler explanation is that someone's been telling stories that have just worked the, themselves through the patients. He kind of looks over at the uh, servant's door when he, he's, he says that. There are, there are a lot of problems with the concept of uh, Occam's razor. Um, 
most things that exist in our universe are extremely complex, not simple. So there's an inherent flaw in that philosophy. But in psychology, you're probably right. People like to be important. People like to be special. Considering the the psychical research that you all are doing, um, have you tried setting up cameras to take pictures of the ghosts or the Uh, I have not. Um, Dr. Kalisham, care to uh, elaborate on this? She looks, she looks up and she's like, "Uh, it's a little embarrassing to say in my position, but I think I've seen that ghost before also. The uh, blue light. Will of the Wisp. Yeah. Well, if we if we go by folklore, and I rolled a thirty six in uh, my occult, okay. uh, will of the wisps lure people uh, to lonely places, and then there's some sort of vampire that uh, kills the person. So I wouldn't follow it. Oh, I'd, uh, let it oh, be. I- Not to say that it exists as a will of the wisp, but there are lots of natural world things that we don't know. And there are lots of creatures that glow. So the angler fish lures with exactly the same tactic. A little ball of light. Carol kind of looks up and she's like going, I, I hate to be a uh, a wet towel or a wet blanket in, in this, but could do you mind holding off on this conversation? I'm almost finished with dinner. I'll, I'll head back upstairs. I've having having a hard enough time sleeping. I, I don't want to ha- be having nightmares. Terribly sorry, Miss, that I uh, my line of inquiry has brought up such unpleasant matters that disturb you. Um, of course, you rest safely in the bosom of the Lord Jesus Christ. But have you had any experiences here that are distressing other than those of your fellow experimental subjects? Uh, I mean, the only thing that, that's happened with me is uh, about uh, a month ago, I, I, I slept very soundly. And this past week, I've been sleeping exceptionally sound, which I, I was not typical for me and I feel like you know may, maybe someone's been in my room and I wasn't aware of it well sound sleep should be a sign of health have you had many dreams none that I could remember and in general have, have your dreams been a source of distress for you or interest for others well, uh, Dr. Winslow here's been helping helping me with it. Been exploring exploring the dreams, trying to determine if what I sometimes see is uh, a, a demon or well. You... Let's speak of more pleasant things and let uh, Miss yeah. Carol. Miss yeah. Carol, pardon. Can you just describe demon you see? Just briefly, 
I promise I won't ask no more. Oh, well, sometimes I see um, things that shouldn't shouldn't be there. Like, um, you know, uh, when I was at home, I would uh, I would see a uh, a man a, ma- a man coming down the down the hallway. My hus- husband said that that you know it's because of my un- impure thoughts. But, um, you know, but, but, you know, nothing like, like the, what, uh, Jeff described, like the woman with the hair. What, uh, where is your husband now? Oh, he's, uh, he's still, still back, back at home. We're, we're from, uh, Boston. I see. He says, I, I, I need to, to figure out what's going on and see if we need to get an exorcism. Uh, I could perform for a small fee. No worries. I am good oh. with things. Oh. Are you Catholic? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Maybe, maybe. Dr. Winslow, he kind of looks up and he's like going... Boris, Boris, it, it, it's okay. She's just we're we're, we're getting getting there where she, to where where she'll be able to control her abilities. <laughs> so she kind of finishes up her uh, her her lovely cabbage. You notice that she only took a couple bites of the uh, the meat, and then she uh, excuses herself. She's like, I. I I'm sorry about about uh, messing up your dinner conversation. Good night. Good, good night, sir. I hope you sleep very well. I hope I hope I, I can remember my dreams. So that means that no one was in my room. Can I get a read on her to see if she's actually being fairly sincere about what she's saying, or is this? Uh, sure, you can. Yep. 45 is a regular success. She believes what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Now she's uh, away. Uh, Dr. Winslow kind of looks around and he's like going, uh, so I her if I believe it was Marsden, you were interested in the uh, machine in the attic? Very much so. Uh, any apparatus that can in any way interact directly with the subconscious mind is of great interest he's like well then i uh, i'd be more than happy in fact i'd be grateful if you'd be able to help me out with it i i just can't figure out what's going on what what dr nesbitt had had done he, he didn't leave a, his notes are quite jumbled mm. yeah, sometimes when you go oh yes yes of course uh, Everyone is is well welcome. And who who was the cook? Uh, that was a what's his name? Uh, Joseph, his wife, right? Yeah, his wife was the uh, cook. Mm-hmm. Are they in the room? They are not. Uh, if you there's a little uh, bell that if you needed someone. Okay, okay. Just, just that I knew. Mm-hmm. They're in the kitchen then. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you could probably hear like some plates and move around. So, uh, hey. Dr. Kalishan, would you like to uh, observe while we uh, tinker with Nesbitt's more abundant dream machine? Oh, no, no, I. If you get it working, uh, I'll I'll be more than interested. But well, watching you men tinker away on machinery holds no fascination for me. Fair enough. Do you, what do you normally do after you dine? I assume that the uh, subjects are all at their leisure, and you have some time for yourself. I I do. I usually uh, will spend some time uh, uh, reading. Got uh, some various uh, books that I, I enjoy. You know, finish off uh, whatever wine's not not done in the bottle. Um, and uh, is there any other uh, pre-sleep preparation you make? Uh, a tincture or a tea or uh, warm milk? Oh, no, no. No, uh, Maybe I should. I, do you think think I, that that would help? There are various unproven suggestions. Some say that the uh, uh, the, the warm lactose and its uh, the the complexity of its digestion requires enough energy that it allows one to slip away more gently. And right. various herbal notions. I just given that your sleep is inconsistently. Uh, satisfying. I wondered if you had a a regimen of any kind. Oh no, no. I just find just usually curling up with uh, my book. Well, we'll try not to make uh, uh, the machine shouldn't make a great deal of noise, should it? Nesbitt's old machine. Ah, uh, well, I haven't heard it run in years, so I'm assuming not. Very good. I'm going to just have a few more cups of coffee and then I have all my gear in the bag. I'll be ready to go up whenever you are, Winslow. Most excellent. Thank you. I'm going to pop into the kitchen just to tell them that the dinner was delicious and thank them. All right. When you uh, come in, the uh, drummers are, uh, you see them uh, sitting at a, uh, a table. Uh, Joseph looks up and he's like, oh, oh, were you needing something, sir? Um, nothing at all. I just wanted to thank you for the meal. It was delicious. No, um, uh, this is my wife, Lydia. Uh, very nice to meet you, Lydia. Beautiful name. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, anyways, thank you very much. Have a nice oh. evening. Oh, any, any requests for breakfast? Whatever you serve. Oh, usually oatmeal. Oh, uh, what actually, what day, what day is it? This was Sunday. Yeah, uh, it'll be so Monday. The 12th, yeah. Excellent. So I go back. All right. Um, Joseph kind of follows you because he kind of read that as an indication dinner was finishing up and starts uh, cleaning up. And uh, then uh, Dr. Winslow gets up. He's like, well, Marzen, no time like the present. Lead on, Dr. Winslow. I'm very I'll, curious to see. I'll, I'll accompany you. Okay. Excellent. Blake, Boris? Yeah. Want to see the giant dream machine? 
I'll go too, but as I walk, I snatch the big piece of head cheese that the religious lady left, and I keep eating as I go. <laughs> mm. Waste not, want not. Very true. Yeah. Greasy. Everyone else is heading up. I'll head up as well. Okay. Some cabbage. All right. So uh, you go uh, up uh, up the steps into the uh, second hall, where you, second floor, where you were, where your bags were kept, and then uh, he takes you down to the end of the hall, all the way far way way down. And there's a uh, skinny uh, kind of door there that he opens up. Alexios would have uh, would have a hard time. He'd probably have to turn sideways to fit fit through it. And you go up uh, some very steep steps up to to the top. And uh, Doctor Winslow goes. I imagine he must have uh, brought this uh, thing up here in pieces. So there's no way he was able to get get it up here a uh, whole. Well, yes, I would assume that he would have to build anything substantial up here. I wonder why he, he chose such a difficult place. Did maybe this was his workshop in general, or uh, possibly? He, I I was only here for a short amount of time before he uh, disappeared. Does the building have a basement? It does have a basement. Yes, I would think that would be a much more convenient place to near power source and all that, but maybe he needs lightning like Dr. Frankenstein or some sort. <laughs> hmm. Possibly. Um, so as you come upstairs, the, uh, the attic is uh, full of, uh, you've got some boxes and old files piled up, but in, in the center of the, at in the attic is uh, just one large room upstairs. And uh, you see this, uh, this machine, uh, it's got a, uh, five seats around it and each uh, seat it doesn't have like straps for your arms but each seat has like a little metal bowl almost with a wire that comes out would come down to meet your meet on your head you do see it does have straps so you can you can keep it on you see a uh, there's some tesla coils uh, on on top and then there's a uh, wire that comes down to what looks like a uh, a control panel Marston, you joked about Dr. Frankenstein, but this looks like it's made to multiply uh, electrocute people. Yeah. <laughs> An electric train built for five. Yes. Uh, now, uh, Dr. Nesbitt said that uh, in his notes that, that he was hoping that he'd be able to bring people together in their dreams and that they could uh, explore their dreams together. Common lucid dreaming, interesting idea. But there are stools instead of beds. How would one dream while it's strapped into such a, even I consider this apparatus somewhat ghoulish looking. I guess it's a prototype only. Do his notes say anything about who has been subject to this device? Um, well, uh, he tried it on himself. He tried it on uh, uh, Dr. Kalisham. Oh. He, he tried it on uh, uh, Slaughter, the uh, namesake of this institute, also. Well, I admire those who experiment on themselves first. Now, he's, according to the notes, him and, uh, and Slaughter were able to enter uh, a dream together now. Dr. Kalashamp, she just said she gave her a headache. 
just a headache. Uh, do they, um, the notes on the dream that they shared, they didn't involve any large cats, do they? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I, I was more interested in trying to find the schematics for be able to get the thing running again. Kind of my specialty is dream, dream, dreams, you know, their interpretations and whether or not we really do go to another world. Have you run across any patients who dream of cats on Saturn? It's an anecdote, sorry. Oh, uh, yes. No, no, that sounds like a, a very unique dream. I'll have a look down at Theodore and see what his response is to that. Oh, he's just uh, kind of uh, rubbing against your leg. Did you give him any food? I'll see if he wanted some, but mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't eat it. Yeah. Turns I'll try it. If we want to try some things out. As a subject, you mean? To... Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I hope you can assure me that I'm not going to be electrocuted, but... Oh, well, um, I don't think, think you will. I you know there's no record of anyone being electrocuted. And uh, when you uh, began to work on it, did you find any, um, you know, uh, uh, broken connections or burnt out tubes or any other signs of, you know, poor wiring or damage? Well, I will admit that I'm not... Uh, the best at uh, electrical work. Well, let's first of all, uh, it, it, where is the power uh, tap for it? You oh, see uh, yeah. a large uh, cord kind of coming out and it goes to, uh, there's a generator over there in the far wall, kind of in the corner. So let me have an overall look at it before we turn fire it up. Uh, I have, uh, I need to spend one point of a regular success for electrical repair. Okay. Which I uh, will happily do. Yeah. So, uh, with that, with that success, you kind of are, uh, going around, you do find some loose connections. Uh, looks like some of the, uh, bolts maybe have just worked themselves loose from being, from the machine being moved around as people were moving boxes and everything, but you're, you're fairly confident that, yeah, it, electricity will go to the machine. Okay. Um, and uh, maybe I, I, in the process, I can get a sort of sense of what is relayed to what and a little bit of the control panel, just right. general. Mm -hmm. uh, very good. Um, I think I would like to observe the operation from the outside initially but uh, anyone who's feeling like sharing a mental state, I encourage you to embrace the skull cap. After all, Damiel, it's not your first time. Okay. Uh, so quick question for the players. How is the progress on creating the crystal coming? The crystal of Nafkan. Um, was the... Did we have that jeweler working on it? Remember, he provided a whole load of materials for it. Mm -hmm. um, although we some instructional, but yeah, we haven't had a lot of downtime. Okay. 
we haven't had any because we've arrived here in town and then it was straight in with the brothers and then straight here. All right. All right. That's why I just want to make sure I was on the same page with you. All right. So, Damio, you uh, you put put that on there? Put it on. Yeah. Okay. Now, if there's a way you can turn it on slowly, and I'm going (laughs) to fling the thing off if I get electrically shocked. Perfectly reasonable precaution. Uh, try to make yourself comfortable, though. All right. Uh, as much as you can on such a stool with such an apparatus on. Uh, Boris, Milton, Dr. Win- Winslow, any other takers? Take uh, Dr. Winslow. He's like, oh, I'm going to watch how you uh, use the dials and see if uh, maybe you, if, if we're successful, I'd like to see the process. Yes. Oh, and this is—is is this all you have of Nesbitt's notes here in this f- f- folder? It is. Yep. Right. I wanted to try and um, talk with some ghosts later or tomorrow, so I want to save myself. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. Save yourself for the ghosts. Well, Blake, you've been visiting a lot of exotic places lately. Do you feel up to one more? Yeah, why not? See if it matches anything that I've seen previously. All right. I'll be Just careful don't touch what you say inside Daniel's head. <laughs> what was that, Marston? Uh, I am thankful, our Lord, for our daily bread. Okay. Do we need a wet sponge? <laughs> Maybe a little moistening out there. All the sweat might be doing it enough for you. Yes, I think up here in the attic, contact will be sufficient. All right. Makes me think I'm strapping into old Sparky. Mm. Dr. Winslow kind of chuckles. He's like, uh, that's what that's what, what Yvonne said. <laughs> All right. We'll see if we can avoid causing any headaches. So yes, if you'll both relax. Uh, and Boris, uh, that dog is remarkably calm. Dog is outside. Oh, you left the dog downstairs or yeah. oh, outside, outside? Yeah, outside, outside. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, Marzin, give me a luck roll. Ha, ha, ha. An 11 for 88. Okay. All right. And Damio and Milton give me a power roll. Uh, 33 out of 90. That is a hard. Yeah, 27 out of 75. So hard for me as well. All right. So, uh, Marson, you start messing with the, uh, the dials and you're able to kind of figure out the pattern. And despite what you you would think, you see both Milton and Damio's uh, eyes kind of roll up into their the back of their head, but not in as in pain, just almost like they're kind of like passing out. And Damio and Milton, you uh, you both find yourself in a uh, in a city. Uh, it's uh, the sky is dark. There's lots of stars stars. But you see a lot of people walking around wearing uh, just just robes and gowns. The men have uh, long beards that are parted in the middle. 
and they just seem to be going about their business. And uh, what clothes are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing black, the same okay. as I always wear. All right. Uh, unless, do they change when I appear? And do I see more uh, Milton? You do see Milton. You're, you're both there. Are you in my dream? Or am I in your dream? Yes. We need to remember remember um, Blue Dolphin. And then if you say that back to me when we get out, then we'll know that it's that we actually were in the same mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so are we dressed as we were when we sat down? That is your choice. Okay. Um, where are we? Well, I wouldn't be caught dead wearing any of that stuff, especially after I've seen people that have worn it before. So I think I'm making the choice to appear as I would do normally. Okay. Uh, some of the people, they kind of do kind of glance at your clothes and help and say, hmm, yeah. Almost like, yeah, you know, like, see a teenager wearing like their punk outfit it's like oh well interesting fashion choice well, that's um, interesting that they can see us yeah um uh pardon me sir uh he, he stops he's like uh yes yes uh, uh we're kind of new here um oh well welcome help us out a little bit where are we Oh, you're in the uh, city of Lomar. Lomar. City of Lomar. Yes, yes. The capital. The capital of uh, Lomar, but, you know, the capital city is Lomar. What's Mm -hmm. the population, do you think? Oh, thousands. Thousands. Uh, Are you visiting friends or just uh, on vacation? Um, we're on vacation. Oh, well, well, welcome. Um, no, it's, is it is a beautiful city. The architecture, as you can tell, is, uh, quite, quite wonderful. Lomarian, yeah. Um, I've, I've heard of one particular feature. Is there a large tower? Uh, with oh, a bridge before it somewhere nearby. I'm looking over at Milton like, what? <laughs> a, lar- a large tower. Well, we have uh, the watchtower, but that's out on the edge of town. There's also uh, the the tower where Zel- Zelrathos uh, resides. He's kind of uh, the uh, scholar of the uh, of the city, but I don't know if I'd call it large. It's a few few stories above everything else. But I'll basically describe the tower that I saw in the last vision I had where the folks were locked away in the room upstairs. Oh, yes, uh, yes, that's, that's the Tower, tower of Zelrathos. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, do you know whereabouts that is from here? Oh, of course, and kind of points and gives you uh, some uh, directions, you know, gives you the general things. So once you reach the fountain, uh, you, you look up and you're a few blocks blocks from there. Great. Thank, thank you very much. Thank that you. Was... You've been very helpful. Oh, well, we all, we try to be friendly, especially the guests. Milton, what, you've been here before? I think I have seen here before, but not been here before. I don't understand any of this. 
Is this not just a dream? Well, I thought this was supposed to be in the distant past, so I don't understand how we're dreaming of here already. In the the distant past. Um, I don't know of any city of Lomar. No, neither did I. But this is apparently matching with, with information we've already got. Um, I'd suggest having a look at that tower because if the folks are still locked up in there that I saw previously, they may be the ones that have had their minds swapped out. So we might find our dentist friend there. Well, um, uh, I'd say lead the way, but should we go back and report? Uh, Maybe bring them with us. I'd like to have a look at the place first. All right, Uh, you lead the way. I'll, I'll follow. Yeah, I'm not really following. I'm kind of going side by side. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, see if it is actually there. See if there are, or see if there are signs of Nofke having come through here and rampaged, etc. Right. Like I saw previously, mm-hmm. trying to work out if I've seen the the past or the future or what what the hell is going on. Right. Do any of you have any ar- skill in archaeology? One percent. And a oh, shit. I do. <laughs> All right. I got an 06 out of 60, which is an extreme. <laughs> nice. As you are uh, walking along, looking at the uh, architecture, the outfits, you start getting the, uh, the feeling that like um, the architecture styles reminding you of, of Roman, whereas the clothing is uh, more reminding you of uh, cultures on the, uh, the steps of the Himalayas. And, yeah, it's kind of a blend of Roman, Indian. I mean, the the style of dress is very, you know, like Nepal or, uh, but and that's those are definitely Corinthian columns and, I you know Greek Roman Byzantine, sort of architectural style. These the people, Romans make. Did the Romans make it along the Silk Road, perhaps? So there is the potential that the two cultures could have clashed. Yeah, I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. I think they had silk. Um, I'm just wondering, I mean, it tells me that these people aren't alien. That this, this culture came from the same place our culture came from. I don't see any weird glowing tubular amorphous blob buildings i see mm-hmm. you know things made with uh the golden golden rectangles and golden sections and same mathematical principles um let's find your tower as as we're wandering by just see if we catch the eyes of anyone in fact the guy that we previously talked to they gray by chance they are. Mm-hmm. I'm curious too, since I'm already looking at the at the architecture. Does it look old, or does it look? I mean, obviously, if you lived in Rome at that time, it would look much newer. <laughs> that that way, yeah. Uh, it looks like you know these are not not ancient ancient buildings. They're, these uh, yeah. these these look well maintained. You know, obviously lived in. But Any it's a, statues? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, there's statues. Yeah, this is very strange. <laughs> so as you make your ways way along, um, you notice that uh, that of course there's uh, lots of uh, street lamps. That's it's not electricity that's causing it to light because it's still night. It, the sky is still dark, uh-huh. but uh, so like uh, glowing orbs at the top of uh, the street lamp. And as you uh, you do see the fountain that they were talking about, and uh, you look up, you see you do see the tower just a couple blocks away. It's uh, quite pristine. Doesn't look like uh, and that Milton, what you were kind of referring to, doesn't look like anyone any rampaging beasts have been through here, destroying things. Curiouser and curiouser. So have I seen something that's happened or will happen? As you, uh, I assume, I assume you press on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you come to the tower. There is a uh, a, a queue of people kind of uh, lined up uh, at the door. You know, uh, just kind of uh, standing there waiting to get in. Oh, excuse mm-hmm. me, miss. Oh yes, yes. Uh, we're new to the city of Lomar. Um, may I ask you, uh, why are you all in line? Oh, well, uh, Zelrathos, Zel, Zel he has, uh, uh, much wisdom. If you have, uh, have, uh, problems, uh, you would go, t- go talk to him and he can provide, uh, some sage advice. Ah, so you're all waiting to get some advice from him. That's very interesting. Oh, yes. I'm wondering when, when I should p- plant my yellow poppies. Having a look around, um, have we spotted any signs or anything that's written down? Um, but no, not maybe a couple like uh, we'll go with no. So no, no written language on anything. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll ask the lady in front of me then. Um, just to uh, just to check something. Um, I mean, our because um, uh, we're we're new here. Um, our Lemurian is uh, is okay. We're getting pronunciation right. Oh yes, yes. Hey, speaking speak wonderful. Almost like a native speaker. Okay. How how long? When was the tower built? Oh, um, been here as far as I, I, I'm aware of. Well, uh, it looks, it looks in very good condition. Um, uh, how old were you? How old are you? Oh, me? Uh, well, I haven't had a gentleman ask me that in a while, but, uh, I'm, I know I'm, we'd be rude. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I, I can anticipate what your next comment will be, but I, I'm in my mid-30s. What year were you born? Oh, that was not the next comment I was expecting. But <laughs> <laughs> generally, most gentlemen say, uh, well, you don't look a day over 20. But uh, uh, I Well, that. I don't usually flatter women who don't need to be flattered. Oh, oh you give me a charm. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> <laughs> 30, 
39, what is my charm? 15, yeah, that didn't really yeah. fail, but I, yeah, it failed. Yeah, it kind of uh, gives you the smile of, uh, he's like, oh, well, this so, is inept uh, flirting, but. So you were born in what year? Oh, well, in, in the year year I was born in uh, uh, 2280. 2280. Mm-hmm. I, I'm intense, intently listening to every word that she says and mm-hmm. trying to focus in on the sound to see if she is speaking English or what is going on here because if she thinks we're speaking Lemurian and it just so happens to be word for word exactly the same to English, which I highly doubt, something must be going on here. I also asked for the same reason, asking the year she was born so that I could see, you know, she could say 79, 73. It might not have any correlation at all to our own calendar. So when she says 2280, I'm like, Right. Roman year, Greek year, Sumerian year, who knows what. Um, uh, give me a, uh, for for that, uh, Milton, give me a uh, intelligence roll, but we're going to need an extreme. Okay. Well, it's good that mine is my highest score. So, <laughs> get on. Well, I made a regular success on a 90, but I'm not uh, burning that amount of luck. Yeah, not for that. Oh, and uh, she kind of, uh, after Damio's uh, comment, she kind of smiles and then starts paying attention to the hair of the gentleman in front of him, <laughs> in front of her. You're there for a few hours, kind of waiting in line, if, if you choose to wait in line. Do you want to wait in line? Uh, no, I'd mainly want to just come here to see if see what the see place was exists. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if it exists. See if there was damage from this siege that I'd seen previously. And how 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 large of a city is it? Is it something that would take literally days to walk around, or something that yes. would only take hours? Okay. It would take days. All right. Uh, how do we get back? Uh, snap your heels together. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Do you say that out loud? I'll try it. <laughs> okay. And, and you, you, you believe it? Well, it's I'll funny that I would it. immediately do it because I saw yeah. the movie. <laughs> uh, you guys w- wake back up. Uh, it felt like you were there for, uh, you know, uh, a, a long time. Marsden and Boris, you see them wake up about one minute later. Oh, wow. did not work. Wait, uh, uh, well, let's find out. Um, Milton. Code Blue word. dolphin. I have an urge to eat fish. We were in the same place. Dr. Uh, Dr. Winslow's goes, oh, but you were only, you just barely closed your eyes. It felt like we were there for hours. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, um, let's... Um, Winslow, congratulations. Let's uh, make note of these settings. This is for two, and they were seated in, we'll call that, we'll do them by some Greek letters, so we'll call that uh, delta, um, and make sure everything's powered down, and then uh, let's um, descend and uh, 
find a refreshment so that we can get in detail what your experiences were. Not Saturn again, I trust. No. Oh no. Um, well, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was quite interesting. I'm going to put my hand sort of on Marsden's shoulder and lean in and say, "We were in Lomar." Um, we'll have I will have to write down the experience. It was quite stunning. Yeah, I just don't please. want to say anything in front of Winslow. Would you uh, uh, to power the generator down before we continue? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. And yeah, so let's watch. leave. We'll leave um, some pertinent information out in front of Winslow. We'll pick up. We could do the generals and not the specifics. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I need another pot of coffee, of course. That actually um, sounds quite nice. If we can trouble the drummers, so you say hours, Damiel. Felt like hours. You know how they say that dreams. The time works differently in dreams. Yeah, certainly it does, but uh, I clocked you at one minute, 22 seconds only, and that's not from the moment we turned the machine on, but from when you began to uh, suggest physical change. There was a sort of a warm, fuzzy feeling, a numbness when you turned on the machine, and then we were just there. There was no transition. I never felt like I'd fallen asleep. Well, and indeed, except for uh, rapid eye movement, as I would describe it, the appearance of your iris moving behind your eyelid, uh, your body posture didn't slump, et cetera. You remained, um, I think if we'd you know, yanked the helmets off, you'd have just snapped two. No headaches? No. It was quite uh, remarkable. And, and um, you found yourselves transported. You didn't wake up in a new place you just we were just suddenly standing there next to each other dressed as we are now we came up with a code word to make sure that it wasn't that we weren't separately hallucinating winslow you is this similar to your experience with the device years ago well it's similar to uh oh nesbits and and yeah. slaughters right right no yeah but Right. Well, you must want to get into the machine now that it's functional. What if I admit I am curious? Yes. Yes. I what think if alternative? What if alternatively it has nothing to do with dreams, but it's more as a a brainwave synchronizer that's causing us simply both to think the same thing at the same time? I would not be disappointed with that technology, would you? No. I mean, uh, definitely you could, you might be able to find out if somebody is guilty of a crime. The question would be how you collaborate on the same illusory space, or if one party, perhaps one with greater willpower, intellect automatically leads and projects upon the other some sort of substrate. That's possible, because it did seem like Milton understood more about where we were than I did. I do not understand anything you're talking about, but it sounds good. Um, I'll um, say so we're going to take I'll, notes. I'll, I'll, I'll just immediately repeat what I said, but in Russian. <laughs> do you understand now? 
<laughs> Thank you. Ah, it is a dolphin that is blue. Yeah. I don't have dolphin, but I have cabbage and herb cheese here. Oh, that's some caviar. Uh, so we go through the forest of leaving a couple of important data points out for Winslow. Mm-hmm. No gray eyes, no forked beards. Maybe we'll convey, uh, convene together tonight. Elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I assume that um, when Winslow is satisfied that we've got a description of what's going on, we're not going to fire the machine up again tonight. No. So it's about overnight accommodations, which for my part include at least clutching a nine spectral flashlight to my chest and my bed. Yeah. But we'll all get together in maybe an hour or so and secretly have, and we're kind of looking for ghosts too, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I need to go check on dogs soon. Maybe you gentlemen would like to take a walk. Well, not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys uh, head down to outside? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you get out, I mean, you guys had had dinner, went up, uh, Marsden was messing with the machine for a bit to get it up and running. So it, it's it's dark outside. We won't uh, wander too far. Yeah. The dog is excited to see you. And everyone can give me a power roll. Wow. Oh, hard. Hard success. Only regular. Extreme. 99 is definitely not a success. All right. So uh, if you got a hard R better, uh, you see off in the woods a glowing blue ball. And Milton and Marsden, you do not see see it. Well, what are you pointing at? Apart from trees. Big blue ball. Blue ball floating in the. Do they see it if I point at it? Uh, Milton definitely doesn't. Not with the 99. <laughs> I, uh, see, I see lots of trees. Look, look I'm, I'm going to put my hands on your head and turn you. And you poke him in the eye, and now he can see it. Or I could be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Where you're standing, there's a tree in the way. <laughs> now there's still there's, there's just another tree. Yeah. Uh, dis- describe the event that you're noticing. Come, there is start a walking a little bit towards it. Uh, don't walk towards it. Don't don't go no. towards it. Remember what I, I said. If it's Angle trying fish. to lure us out into the woods, do we Boris? have any weapons? <laughs> did you did you get the extreme Boris? Yes. Okay. As you uh, kind of walk toward it, the blue ball uh, where it's at it's uh you start making out human features like it's a face and you can get kind of see it's a a much uh not as brightly lit lit blue but there is a body there wearing like a uh a a robe around it and it's also carrying a uh, sword that's curved curved like a scimitar 
see this if this thing is actually trying to lure us in like an anglerfish i can only put this down to the fact i'm so mentally resilient that its influence just is is not uh just washing straight over me hello hello we better go over by blue person with sword hello it kind of looks at looks at you and you uh, definitely see that it acknowledges that you are there. And then it uh, turns and, and runs off into the woods. I look over my shoulder at Damio. Yeah. You see it bounce off it into the distance there, Damio, and it kind of disappears into the... I come back and I describe what exactly what I saw to the group. So you saw a person... With big curved sword, like Saracen. All right. Well, let's let's it, it respond when I speak and look directly. Let's let's talk then about what Milton knows about our experience upstairs. Let me just first get. Uh the best description of this ghost that I can, because that seems relevant. So you saw Damiel Benz in blue light, or as you saw that, but then it resolved into a, a male figure, I assume? Uh, was it male? Yes. With a robe, robe or cloak, I'm sorry. As a robe, uh, it's decorated with some, uh, you, do you have any Cthulhu mythos? I do not, but I have a pretty high occult yeah, that won't cut it. Okay. Right. So. What did the figure have a beard? No. But it have a had a curved curved sword that you think of a Saracen like. All right. Well we have a haunting. That's good. Did it so have one anything like on its before. head? No, it did not. Besides hair. Can he describe the symbols or whatever it is that this thing's decorated with? And those of us with mythos might be able to pick up what it is. Um yeah, give me uh give me an, an a spot hidden there, Boris. So see if you uh were able to kind of note that. Spot mm, I have a bad spot hidden. <laughs> oh, seventeen out of thirty-five, so uh, hard, a hard Okay. Yep, he kinda starts describing the symbols to you. A lot of uh, swirls and uh, uh repeating patterns. Over and over again, and you can give me your Cthulhu mythos there with that. Slow, but might have a chance. I'm only six points away, so I will burn the six points. Nice. Uh, 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 you recognize a lot of those symbols to uh, be related to uh, this uh, being known as Yig. Hmm. Okay. You uh, look disturbed. I say something wrong? Oh, I wouldn't maybe say disturbed just a little bit. Uh, I didn't think that the Lamarians had anything to do with snakes. Snake. If it was Lamarian, I'm getting confused as to who's doing what, where, and what the hell. <laughs> well, what do you mean snakes? Oh, so... Um, you know how um, Boris was describing it as being very serpentine in its uh, hmm. the nature of the symbology. Yeah, uh, there's a serpent 
serpent god. Now, thinking back to dinner when they were talking about Indian ghosts, did this guy look native to me at all, or? Uh, yeah, you could you could see where they could make that connection if if you were already thinking to see uh, if you if you, if you were thinking you were already going to see a Native American, you could easily make that leap of logic. All right. Well, we when we were in the dream thing, we were in a place that I mean, it was quite remarkable. We were talking to people and answering they were answering our questions it was lomar they said we pretended to be strangers to the city and uh girls said that the year was uh like 2280 that's when she was born so 23 be... yeah 23 yeah. 10 somewhere around there but also that we were talking lemurian or lomarian yeah. or whatever they want to call it that we were speaking it as well. They can understand us, we can understand them. Yeah. Could that be because we're all inside the mind? Well, uh, as uh, I suggested uh, somewhat facetiously earlier, but it couldn't be the case, uh, perhaps because Blake has already visited this place in a dream or vision it's, you know, he imposed that venue on you, and this was merely a dream, um, although a shared one, that's verified by your blue dolphin. Mm-hmm. My question, Blake, is did you, would you say that you have learned something new about Lamar, or were you recapitulating ideas that you already had? Well, the only parts I've seen previously have been the tower, and especially we did not the, enter this time. No, we, but we saw it from the outside. And it was a the queue. Outs- yeah, very long queue. Uh, the the outside though didn't show evidence of the events taking place that I'd previously seen. So there was no siege. There were no six-legged horned beasts. There was just the queue. There was there was no sign of that event having taken place. So I'm. I'm confused as to whether it might be that it's before then, whether it's a long time after then and they've rebuilt. Um, well, the, we understand that Lomar ceased to exist because of a cataclysm that presumably involved the death of that wise man, the siege you saw, the beasts in the street. Mm-hmm. And that's why the invaders have come to steal our world. Didn't we learn that it's on like a loop or something? Yeah, they said it was a cycle that uh, that this had happened before, that Lomar had been, will be, and will will be again. Right. They froze their catastrophe in place so that they could hold off the decay to come, in a sense. So perhaps as if in a phonograph record, you can drop the needle down anywhere on Lamar. But that means that potentially that dream machine could allow you to warn the um, wise man in the tower. If the wise man in the tower could prevent the collapse of Lomar, then the Lomarians would not need to come to our present and steal humans for their repopulation experiment. 
Although this, of course, involves paradox. You just read my mind. I was almost going to say the same thing. Unless Except he's the mastermind behind the whole thing. Mm. It's it's the paradox. It's the same idea with uh, Abraham Lincoln. You can't go back in time and save Abraham Lincoln because your reason for going back is to save Abraham Lincoln. Therefore, he must have died. What do you think happened to Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> oh, sorry, timeline problems. <laughs> he became... It's a lovely theatre I can recommend to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back as zombie. Um, it also, I, I don't know about you, Milton, but did it bother you that the girl was waiting in line for hours to find out when to plant her tulips? That does seem oddly like dream and not like, I mean, she just plant her damn tulips. I think we need, well, you probably want more context. It could be that maybe tulips are a very valuable plant there. It could be something that maybe her livelihood depends on if she's a florist. So you need more context to work out if it is trivial or not. Well, it would seem to me then that the the wise man was basically controlling everybody's actions by telling them when to do this or when to do that. It seems rather burdensome. I don't know. It's very strange. That that implies someone that if there are, that are that many people going to him though that that would be someone that has a great degree of power and influence so it could be that that person is this mastermind behind what's going on the man said there were thousands of people there it looked like a combination of roman and indian architecture well the greeks would see the oracle to find out decisions well, they would find out decisions about if they should go to war or not, not whether they should plant their petunias. But if you have a city with a few thousand as opposed to an empire, many questions could be answered, trivial or major. It seems incredibly trivial, though. But, but we don't know what... Um... We don't know what the... We don't uh, know the context, like you said. Yeah. Correct, the vital issues and, and circumstances are, or indeed the mechanism of translation between English and Lamarian. Um, I wonder, Damiel, if you had spoken Greek to the woman, how she would respond. I was going to, and I completely forgot to do it. I was, well, I, was I wouldn't worry about that. If uh, I can trust any of you fellows to keep an eye on Winslow, I'm certainly going to that device as soon as humanly possible. I did. I missed out on your interplanetary cat monster travels. Um, I, I, in fact, got bludgeoned and thrown in the boot of a car. So I feel well overdue. To be honest, given what happened to, uh, to Owen, I think you were lucky that you missed out on that. Oh, that's a fair point. Sorry to be insensitive, Daniel. It's okay. I've gotten that wasn't sensitive, right? In human terms. <laughs> ah. Thank you. Uh, so, do we want to set a ghost watch overnight, or do we just want to get up bright and early, uh, have a refreshing oatmeal? I believe you said, mm. and then crank that machine up. There's something to be said, though, Marsden. Mm -hmm. Our experience tonight was quite different than the Saturn and the cats. 
the Saturn and the cats was surreal. I mean, we were jumping from asteroid to asteroid and avoiding beasts that were composed of colored lights and and there was Saturn. It's like, why weren't we falling into Saturn? Why, how could this, how could we breathe in that environment? That it seemed like, that seemed like a dream. Lomar did not seem like a dream. Maybe we go back upstairs now and turn on without trying eye of doctor. I'm sure that the, the generator will make a lot. I think it would be hard to um, not disrupt the household in a way that seemed uh, inconsiderate at least. Maybe we just bring Mr. Winslow, Dr. Winslow in on it. I mean, in fact, yeah, well, somebody, at least one party who has some idea how the machine works should, should remain outside and conscious. He could be our experiment control. We don't really tell him anything. Let him experience it as if it's completely new. Yeah. Well, I want to go to Lomar. And only Winslow and I could operate the machine at this point, although I'd be happy to start training others. Sure, I'm sure that you could all, uh, you know, rapidly figure out it's not that many. It's, it's surprisingly few, you know, adjustment, adjustments need to be made. All right. Um, so I return to the question, do we want a ghost watch overnight? Or am I just gonna remain clutching my precious flashlight and hoping the shadow fellows haven't followed us here? Well, I could certainly do with a good rest because I'm still feeling a yeah. bit beaten up after our recent escapades. So I, I think going... staying up. Oh, it's been rather a difficult period, hasn't it? Mm. I might wander around a bit, but I'll I'll probably end up going to bed. I'm going to bring my dog up. He can watch while I sleep. His ears better than mine anyway. What I think I will do though uh, is employ some ghost hunting techniques that I'm aware of. Now we know this corridor that supposedly these things go up and down to get to particular rooms. Are there any things like pot plants or anything that we can move into the room that could be used to obscure uh, into the corridor that could be used to obscure a camera that's set up with a piece of very fine, like maybe like fishing line or twine across the corridor so that when anyone goes past, hits the twine or the string, sets off the, uh, the hidden camera and then gets a good view of what's basically take uh, what's tripped it. So I'm wondering if these ghosts have any substance. Right. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's like plants or something, you, potted plants you could, could use for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've got, okay. a, I've got a reasonable skill in photography, so hopefully I can set that up. Okay. With a yeah. few cameras. Uh, anything else anyone else is doing before they... Uh... Lay down for the night. Making sure all the lights are on. Alright, so um, everyone was uh, getting ready to go to bed. Uh, Milton, give me a photography for setting up your contraption. Yep. 
Yeah. Probably kept the lens cap on. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna add to it in just a slight way. I'm going to go down and borrow a little bit of flour mm-hmm. from our kitchen and sprinkle it in the hallway so that if it's a human with footprints, we'll right. also know that. Or yeah. something with footprints. Yeah. <laughs> and then poor Mrs. Drummer will be up at five in the morning wondering why there's flour in the hallway. Like, oh, now I got to sweep this up. Poor thing. <laughs> and then trip over a fishing wire. <laughs> all right. Um, are any of you clairvoyant? Clairvoyant. Yes. Okay. Good. This is my skill. Um, I'm a medium. Okay. Yep. Yeah, well. Okay. All right. So, uh, Damio and Marsden, uh, when you do eventually go to sleep, you guys sleep well. Okay. Uh, Boris and Milton, probably about two in the morning, you both uh, kind of wake up and uh, you get a sense that something is, is moving down the hallway. I stand up and I grab my dog by the collar and I tell it to be quiet. Yeah. And I go to the door and crack it open just enough to look out. When you look out, you see a uh, blue glowing figure kind of uh, not really walking, almost floating down the hallway. Um, she has uh, hair kind of uh, sticking up like the Bride of Frankenstein. And you see her uh, just floating past your door, headed down toward where the uh, patients are. I think I'm doing the same, similar kind of thing, opening the door and having a look. Okay. Yep. That's what you see. And both of you can give me sanity for seeing what you're pretty sure is a, is a ghost. Mm-hmm. Would I get that? Because I've spoken and had ghosts in my Okay. Body. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, you're probably kind of just used to it. I, I passed by a mile, thir- 35 under 80. All right. That is a loss of zero. So, yeah. Okay. So, she... uh. She keeps floating down the hallway. Hey, Esmeralda! Yeah, I was going to say, excuse me, madam. She turns around and and looks at you and give me a, a power roll. <laughs> okay. I get a bonus dice on my power rolls because it's my, not going to matter. I got a 15 and a 75, so 15. Right, I rolled a zero one. Wow. <laughs> 92. <laughs> All right. Uh, you both lose 1d20 magic points. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so if I go under zero, hit, do hit I point, hit, hit points? Hit points start coming off. I'm going to beat this bitch with a bat. <laughs> I'm, ah! Yeah, it's... Uh, ugh, I take three hit points damage. Okay. Four hit points damage, and I... Tell I go, Octavian, sick. Go. Okay. Get up, bitch. So she, he comes running at her, and when he kind of like jumps, he just passes through. Passes through her. I know that, but he kind he, of, uh, she kind <laughs> of, kind of looks at at both of you, and um, you see her eyes starting to, to get, glow again. <laughs> Fuck that! I'm diving in the room. <laughs> Uh, 
Why you do this? She she kind of looks at you and she's like, she turns her head this way, and then she just turns her back on you, and starts going down the hallway again. I go to knock on Damiel and Marston's doors. Whoever's closer first. Okay. Do I have physical? Like, how am I wounded? Yeah, it almost like you're drained, like, drained. like energy okay. drain. Yeah. So whoever's door is closer, I'm not banging to wake up the whole house, but I did. Right. Who's uh, who's there? What's up? Ghost uh, bride. Uh, she hurt me. Oh. Hop out of bed. Um, run to the door and open it. Where? And I point to where she is, and you see I'm like kind of like ice cold, probably. And, and yeah. Um, do I see it? Yep, you you do, and you see she is uh, standing outside of uh, uh, Jeffrey's door. Um, I'm going to uh, take a step at her and uh, say a, a prayer and cross myself uh, that should drive demons away. Mm-hmm. At least that's my belief. Uh, uh, does it have when, any? When you say that, she kind of uh, looks at you. You get a uh, kind of a evil little smile on her face. You can give me a power roll. I got a 66, which is a regular. She got a hard, so you lose 1d20 also. Two. The only thing I'm thinking of is doing is running to the kitchen and grabbing salt. Mm-hmm. That's what the grandmama told me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go run, run it off. No, I still have my multi-spectrum flashlight in hand because shadow creatures. But uh, you know, it's it's not on. Uh, and I stage whisper down the hall. Uh, Ma- Madam Ash, I assume. She uh, stops again, and uh, her hand was starting to pass through Jeffrey's door. So she's part of her right arm is uh, you can't see it anymore, and she kind of uh, looks at looks at you, and she's got a curious look on her face. "Hmm." I'm curious what it is about the boy that uh, brings you onto this plane with us. Like, she uh, she uh, actually pulls her hand back and kind of uh, uh, starts uh, wa- floating down the hall toward you when she's got her hand uh, reached out and uh, she keeps getting closer and closer should we step out into the garden to have this conversation Madam Ash May I call you Esmeralda? She reaches out and she touches your uh, forehead. And it's cold, real real cold where she she touches it. And you can give me power. Wow. Hey, uh, uh, hard success. Oh. 15 for 80. Uh, Okay. 
She actually uh, pulls her hand back quickly off of off of your forehead, and um, and you see her uh, head toward the steps down. Uh, oh, so is she dead? Are, is she, is you, is she are your are your remains in the cellar, Madam Ash? She kind of looks back. And she just uh, smiles, and you see kind of a, like a little chuckle. But, you know, there's no sound coming at all. I mean, almost like a, an absent, almost a, it is a supernatural absence of sound. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take my own counsel, and perhaps we'll visit the cellar during the daylight. Right. So uh, Boris, as you're coming out with the salt, you see her. She uh, heads out the front door and goes out outside, and you see her headed toward the uh, woods, kind of in the in the same direction that that blue light you had saw earlier. I go to the door. Do I see another blue light in the distance, or just just her? Okay. Mm-hmm. As that is that whole thing is taking place, um, can I grab Milton's camera? and try to take more pictures of her. Sure. Sure, yeah. Grab I'm, not it. To, I'm not even trying to focus. I'm just, I'm just holding it up and clicking. All right, all right. Give me a... Uh, uh, give me an arts and crafts, because that's what photography is under. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I failed. Um, and the lens cap is still on. I just yeah, it may, it. maybe like you're, you're moving it because uh, I believe those cameras probably you had to hold pretty still to get a yeah. reliable picture anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, now, uh, so there uh, is Blake still in the hallway. Oh, uh, I, I dived back into my room. I was right. not going to get hit by a second burst of that thing. All right. uh, and Boris is running around with the salt cellar, and Damiel is stumbling down the hall with a camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm going to go back to bed. I'm sure the dog was barking at this point. I'm sure yeah. he's waking up. Yeah. Well, actually, um, the... Ted does his door doesn't open, but uh, both uh, Carol's and uh, Jeffrey's door opens. There I go. What? There's a dog. Dog in the house. And Carol kind of goes white. She's like, "There was a ghost." Oh, Oh no! The bride. We've seen her. Jeffrey uh, steps out. He's like. What is she? She came for someone else. She what heard she came for someone someone else. She she, 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 she uh, I was the only one that have seen her. We've all seen her. I think I it got was, pictures of her. It was no. She came for you, Jeffrey. Oh. She was at your door when I. Uh, well, she recognized. Well, she responded to the name. Esmeralda Ash. Uh, and she's very uh, dangerous. I'm. Have you, after her visitations, have you woken up fatigued or damaged feeling? 
No, I just have a desire to go for a walk. In the woods? Well, just to wander. Almost, uh, uh, almost, uh, it's not, not uncontrollable, but, but a powerful wanderlust almost comes over me. Blood fish. I think we'll at least try, uh, changing rooms for tomorrow night to see whether that affects her, uh, approach. This, uh, this institute, Blake, Oh, he's gone. I'm here. The calling from the room. She's gone. She's, she's gone. Gonna stagger out very, very wearily. I, I got a whole bunch of pictures of her. Here's your camera. Oh, okay. I oh. think. <laughs> What's that? Lens cap. It's all right, I didn't catch it either. Uh, doctor, she feel I'm freezing. She did something like she took my energy. I touch your hand with mine, and my fingers are like ice cold still. I felt you, you ain't the only too. one that she you ain't the only one that she drained dry, mate. You Oof. too? Uh, I could sleep for a decade or two. Jeffrey, you said that you want to go out into the woods, you feel compelled. Yeah. I, I, I do. I mean, not now, but normally. We should check out the woods tomorrow. I am wondering if this is what happened to our uh, previous guest here that just vanished in the middle of the night. That he got out and uh, got a got a visit from our friendly neighborhood female vampire. Well, of the wisps. Yeah. Well, between us, we also have to wonder if this woman was supposedly sent away from the Institute, why is she deceased and haunting it? I don't think she's deceased. I don't think it's her. See, from my well, beliefs... She responded to the name. Well, yes. Uh, from my beliefs, there are entities called demons... And demons often pretend to be people. So she may have responded, but if it was this monster, this vampire, this demon, she's pretending to be Esmeralda. She probably ate Esmeralda. Well, in which case, Esmeralda, again, wasn't sent away, but is still somewhere nearby. And I thought your beliefs were rather... Uncertainty. I don't know. It's difficult to give up one's beliefs when one's, even when one's giving up one's beliefs. From my perspective as a parapsychologist, have I come across any reported instances of ghosts apparently glowing a particular color, i.e., blue? Because I'm, I'm mm. leaning towards this. This is more something like astral projection rather than. Yeah, I would say no. You, you have not. There we go. That's that's another nail in the coffin. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's a ghost. Why is it that these things always show up in creepy places and not like at the supermarket? Psychological mm. warfare. <laughs> the human mind is also more susceptible to influences under certain circumstances. 
It's hard to see a glowing bowl in under bright sunlight. Maybe. It's hard to hear a subtle noise on a busy streetcar. The streetcars are probably full of the departed, but no one can hear them over the screeching of the rails. I, uh, I read a, a book once uh, on uh, theosophy. Oh, Blavatsky. Yes. Um, you had said astral projection, or we, maybe we both said astral projection. What if what we did today in that contraption was a form of astral projection. But what if there is something nearby and we projected through it? And I, I talked earlier about doors, like the little girl that went through the door. I told you that mm -hmm. story. What if there's a door somewhere and we just went through it while our bodies remained here? But other people have gone through it physically. Doesn't maybe, explain the time difference. Well, maybe cave that hillbillies was was going to have the door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the the dead man's pass or whatever it was ah. called, devil's devil something pass. Hmm. Wow, it's a lot to take in, and I'm 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 so tired. I don't seem I, to be as affected by it as you guys were, but I did feel like I got drained. I don't feel like my spry and vigor 75 years of age anymore. I, I could easily lay down for a couple of days. I feel like I've been beaten up all over again. I pass you some vodka. I don't think I, that I'm we sure. needed any traps. I think that we could have just waited up and we would have seen this. Um, I'm going to bed. How was the flower on the floor? Yeah. We've uh, we trampled all over it. We've been yeah. back and forth eight times. Mm -hmm. And the dog, too. Yeah, dog tracks. Poor Mrs. Drummer. For was she, was Mrs., was the uh, the the apparition barefoot? Uh, you didn't see feet. Oh, okay. Floating with a very long dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the dress suggest a time period or occasion? Uh, you give me an anthropology. That's not actually here. Yeah, it's um, not on the pulp sheet. Oh, it's not on the pulp sheet. Okay. Let's see. Um, Fashion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Archaeology. Yeah, I'll give or, you. What about um, credit rating? No, credit rating you want to get it. I'll give you archaeology. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be able to make that roll hmm. in that, that strange circumstances. So now, right. no. Well, I didn't even the last that one. 75 years, I might have seen it. <laughs> Especially if you were on the Russian steppe. Right. Uh, nope, you did not recognize the uh, clothes. Did the, did the name the bride seem to make sense though? Yeah, because of her hair. Right, right. Specific to a cultural reference that Marsden doesn't even know. Okay. All right, you may be asked. Uh, I'll uh, make uh, a special pot of coffee and uh, wake you up since you're looking a bit worn. 
Did, did Milton and I recognize the dress? Was it like the Hindu dresses? Oh, the ones that in in your... Uh, no, it was not. Okay. Did it have the same kind of Yigian symbols type stuff on it? Yes. Uh, snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> all right, I'm going back to bed. Okay. <clears throat> I will go back to bed and keep all the lights on. And all right. walk. I won't. Uh, all right, so you guys go back to bed. Boris, you go back to bed? Yeah, I have a all right. little, little tiny glass of water. Little, little tiny. All right, so uh, the three people that got drained, obviously you'll you'll recover your uh, magic points one an hour, but give me a constitution roll, and if you got down into your hit points with a penalty die. Yeah. I failed the first roll, so. Yeah, you sleep late. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Half. Oh. Milton, you just despite what you thought, what you thought, you you wake up at your about your normal hour that you normally would wake up. Boris, you're going to be sleeping probably until afternoon. <laughs> how many how many hours is that for magic point recovery purposes? Uh, we will say that that was uh, it was probably about two. You get up about five, so. Oh, not five, but five hours is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, no way am I functioning on that little. Yeah. <laughs> and I only lost two, so I got my two back while I was asleep. Exactly, yeah. And I always get six or five or six hours is all sleep. Yeah. Okay. So I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I just stay asleep until somebody comes to drag me out of bed. <laughs> yeah, if I can get another 10 hours sleep, I'll be really good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thinking also of that hit point uh, hit point recovery because pulp runs differently to regular uh, Cthulhu. Do we get any chance to regain hit points that night? Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll get your standard hit point back. Was it one d four for nitrous? Uh, for first aid, it's a flat plus two. Okay. Be a quick healer, which is plus three. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, you get your uh, you get your two hit points back. Hey. Another week and I'll be back to normal. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Good morning. Those two okay. words should never, ever be put together in the same sentence. I'm yet to discover a good warning. Mm. Life begins at one minute past noon. What is the... Uh... Morning, it's a Monday, so it should be the nor- most normal of days. What is the uh, operating procedure around the slaughter facility of a Monday morning? Uh, about uh, about 7.30, you heard the uh, bell for breakfast. The uh, patients, they, they got got up. They went, went down to eat. If you joined in, then uh, you see there's a schedule of uh, tests uh, uh, posted. And it looks like uh, Dr. Winslow is going to handle uh, Ted and uh, Carol, whereas uh, Dr. Kalisham was planning on doing the test with Jeffrey. Uh, so uh, I am going to um, 
you know, edge myself into the kitchen and apologize to the staff and uh, arrange for a, a proper pot of coffee to help my comrades recover from their difficult night. Oh, that was, Does, uh, that's no problem, Lab. Any... No problem. Thank you. Um, the drummers are nice people. Is there any lingering, uh, anything on the cold spot where she touched me? Nope. Just the memory of how uncanny it was, but I wasn't zapped, so, all right. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll make the rounds with the coffee. Uh, oh, but before you. I leave the dining hall, I would like to um, advise Dr. Kalisham uh, that we met Jeffrey's visitor last night. Mm. Uh, quite bad. So you did. Uh, was she as he described? Uh, I think very much so. Uh, what's most remarkable to me, Doctor, is that as far as I can determine, she hasn't actually harmed him, whereas she impressed us as quite dangerous hmm. uh, and actively malicious. Uh, so she's not, she's neither a figment of his imagination, an artifact of a dream, or uh, something that he perceives because of any special faculty. Uh, in, in fact, uh, our entire party was capable of um, witnessing her passage. Um, we tried to get photographs, but were unsuccessful. But she, uh, frankly, uh, laid a few of us quite low. Oh, my. She did seem to respond uh, to the name of Esmeralda Ash, which is Father Daniel thinks might be because she would respond to any such suggestion as a malevolent entity. Mm. But I think we need to do some research as to what happened to Miss or Mrs. Ash, do you know? Uh, Miss. Whatever we can learn about what happened to Miss Ash after she formally left this facility needs to be looked into. At any rate, um, I don't want to impede your morning schedule. I just thought it might be useful for you to know that Jeffrey is uh, experiencing something quite real. And she was, she was entering his room when we disturbed her progress. It seems mm -hmm. quite personal. Oh. Well, uh, whatever, you, what do you think we should do? I mean, our, I, I guess you're going to research that. I mean. Yes, I, it's too early and, and I will speak to the others before we formulate a plan. But I thought in terms of your interaction with the young fellow, it might be helpful for you to know that what he's experiencing, what he's describing is quite literally uh, an external reality. Mm. Oh, well, I, I appreciate it. And yeah, if, if we could get pictures or some kind of proof and oh, imagine, imagine the boon we could, could have, we could save this place. No, it's true. Uh, viable photographs of such an entity would be uh, 
worthy of public attention and, and funding. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can rouse the fellows. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. I'm already down there drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm oh. going to see if I can find Yvonne. Mm -hmm. If she's around at this hour. She is. Yeah. So looking like death warmed up. Yeah. She's like, Milton, did you uh, have some of the uh, Russians vodka last night? Uh, no. Uh, Esmeralda decided to take a drink out of me instead. Mm -hmm. so, yes. Uh, I'm wondering, have you got anything that she left behind from her last visit here? Or anything that she wrote? Anything that's got a connection to her? Well, we have her file. Yeah, if I could have a look at that, that would be that'd be helpful. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Uh, I have it in my office, actually. Uh, the conversation last night, dinner, and she's kind of walking down the hallway mm -hmm. as she's talking, uh, made me think of it, and that's why I dug it out. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah, and uh, she gets out a. Uh, it's a not a very big file, and there there's a, uh, you know, little d note ledger of her activities, you know, and some of the studies. There's a picture of her, and then there is uh, the kind of the summation of it, which is I will show it to you here. Name Esmeralda, Mary. Mari Ash with an E. Uh, date of birth, uh, that will be, I would immediately think that's the 9th of December, uh, the 9th yeah. of December, but it's the other way around, isn't it? it so is, it's 12th, it of, 12th of September 1905. Place of birth, Kingston, New York. Subject is extremely gifted. She consistently gets high marks in most ESP tests we conduct with her. Like many of the gifted subjects we study, her home life and social life were troubled by her gifts. She is, however, especially difficult to work with. Yeah, you got that right. It's clear that she is used to getting her own way. Yeah, entitled little... <laughs> Aided in large part by her magnetic personality, her psychic vampirism personality. I dare say she would make an able mesmerist if she turned to that. From her stories of her upbringing, it's clear that her premonitions and other talents cause no small amount of fear in her community and even family. This has surely only increased the negative qualities of her behavior. You got that right, definitely negative. As difficult as she can be in one-on-one -on -one sessions, she also insists on spreading her theosophy-tinged spiritualist claptrap, well, there's a mouthful, among the other subjects here. While we don't require our subjects to ascribe to the same principles of logic and scientism we do, I think we must ask her to desist in pros uh, yeah, that, talking about it, about hidden masters living in some preposterous paradise at the center of the earth. She sounds like a lovely individual. Yeah, she was, uh, she was troublesome. Hmm. You mind if I keep hold of this for a couple of hours just to have a look oh. through? Oh no, that will be no issue at all. After a couple of hours, I want to do something, but it depends on what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Are we all troubled in some way? Do we have that as a common factor? Is that why we are together as friends? I mean, I'm troubled. Samuel, uh, I believe that it's generally considered to be true that the human condition is rather troubled. Some people consider a fall from grace to be a reality. Uh, Freudians consider us all to be neurotic, if not psychotic. Find what me if, an untroubled person and I'll, I'll give you a simpleton. What if, what if certain people, though, who are troubled, uh, it causes this, these psychical abilities to uh, be manifested? Um, then I should expect the sanitarium would be full of uh, waves of oh, precognitives. But I think that sometimes it is. I've heard stories of priests from my church going to visit sanitariums and having all of the patients suddenly start screaming out, you know, because they are aware that a spiritual man is there and they're terrified. So maybe there is something to that. Uh, perhaps, and I understand that you have been undergoing what you would consider something of a spiritual crisis of late. Is there a practical answer to the question that you're bringing up? Not really, just speculation. Fair yes. enough, and uh, speculation is worthy. Yes, Blake. Because say there is a certain degree of truth to to what you say. Now I was uh, looking forward to cranking up the dream machine today, but given the events of last night, I wonder if we shouldn't engage in some more relaxed activity. Perhaps a long walk in the woods to look for some unmarked graves. Yeah, perhaps um, play with the machine later tonight when we're. I don't think you're going to find graves. I think you're going to find something else. But give me an uh, give me an hour or so and get more coffee in me, and I'll hopefully give you something a bit more concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Good, very strong coffee. I like. It should pour slowly. I find not quite molasses, but more than honey. Perfect. Once right. my taste buds have been thoroughly disintegrated, mm -hmm. um, I hope when I've got another couple of magic points, I want to try and use my clairvoyance, focusing on the file, especially uh -huh. if there's any bits of her handwritten testimony and such, to try and get an idea of where she is. All right. Uh, okay. Go ahead and give me the appropriate roll. And we'll say it's uh, getting probably about mid-afternoon by the time your enough magic points have recovered okay so that would be another how many hours uh we'll say uh i said you got up at seven so uh, six more hours that, that gets you to the magic oh, points you need that's good well they'll give uh, me a buffer so yeah. it takes me two rounds and two magic points that's not oh wow well. hmm. That's not too bad at all. Right. And then make my clairvoyance roll. 
oh nine. So nice. under my fifth. Okay. So as you uh, are kind of uh, looking, you uh, you again see uh, see her. She's sitting in a uh, looks like a almost a coliseum. I guess would be the best description of it. Uh, she's kind of uh, looking down. Down in the Colosseum floor, you see these uh, these uh, people being essentially uh, whipped with like a cat of nine tails as the flesh is just kind of being stripped out of them, and uh, they're just screaming and screaming. And she kind of uh, smiles and uh, yawns, and then uh, she uh, she kind of looks over and uh, she she looks at you. You get a sense that she is kind of looking at, at you and she uh, she smiles and uh, and nods and then she uh, points right at you and then points down at the Coliseum and gets a, a wicked look uh, look on her on her face and then she she looks down you see uh, a person get their head cut off by a scimitar. I'll give her a grand old British gesture. <laughs> she just kind of chuckles. Uh-huh. Oh, hopefully I'll either pull myself out of the vision or wait for it to fade before she does anything anything more. Jesus. Uh, it's almost like you were nothing to her. She kind of looks at you and just like if you want to watch, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I will relate to the others then. Yeah, she is definitely alive. And she is most certainly a sadist that has everything she deserves coming to her when I find her when I find her. Dark, evil bitch. Mm. Milton, it seems to me that you know more than what you're telling us. About what? About her and about that other place that we were in. No, I don't. I don't know anything about her specifically. I never heard the name before we got here. Um, the only, the only things I've seen about Lomar, particularly that tower, because that tower's come up twice now when I've been trying to uh, when I've been trying to get visions of where people are. Um, first of all, looking to um, find out where our dear friend the dentist has gone. And the whole body swapping or mind swapping thing we've been finding bits and pieces of, right. I think his mind is in the per in the body of someone who's in that tower. Hmm. But I'm still confused as to the whole time scale of this because the last time I saw them, they were all in that they were all trapped in that room. Those six armed or six legged creatures with horns were outside, and it seemed like the city was under some kind of siege. But what we saw contradicts that or appears to contradict that. So I'm, I'm getting bits and pieces of information that I'm trying to correlate. I'm not hiding anything. I'm just, I don't have the complete picture. I'm making best guesses. I see. So we'll know there, hopefully tonight whether we travel to the same time period as you say. Hmm. And if we don't, then maybe it's random. 
I like Marsden's theory of like a record. You could put it on at the beginning, the middle, the end. I hope so. Well, then, does it? Uh, what happens when you get to the end of the record? Does it reset and they forget all of their memories from the last loop, or does it carry over? Or how? Again, lot, lots of gaps. Well, as you described, the people waiting in line, it didn't seem like anybody was panicked. If they knew they were going to die soon, don't you think they'd be doing preparations to to stop an apocalypse? So, I would mm -hmm. say no, but this is pure speculation. Again, that's that's all we can do at the minute is speculate. We don't even know how long the time period is. Um, it could be four hours. We only experienced two hours of it. Um, the and you, as you described it, you chose to leave. Right. You intentionally woke yourselves up, which may have taken both of your efforts. If one of you had resisted, how would that have gone? Who could say? Yeah. And you were... But if it was the, a, what I was going to say is, if that time period is a thousand years, our chance of landing at the same hour is probably pretty slim, even with the same settings. I would even suggest that there would be some internal logic of continuity that would prevent that, or the dreamer would run into the dreamer himself and the dreamer himself and all dreams would simply be, oh, it's me again. Ah, it's me again. Right. Are we walking uh, in the woods? Uh, before we go out into the woods, I'm going to um, draw a card. Right? Does anyone have an important question? A yes or no it, question that you can think of? Is it a good of? idea to go walking in the woods? <laughs> would it be beneficial to go walking in the woods? That's more specific. Uh, I was wondering about, well, <laughs> I have, uh, after all, we're all troubled. I am prone to certain dark suppositions and was going to ask it different question but uh, i will suggest then if we should walk in the woods this early afternoon will we find something of import and if that meets with your approval mm -hmm. yeah. give me your uh roll Fifty-eight is the narrowest success. Well, two points. That was the confusion of our questions. Yeah. Uh, so, if you take a walk in the woods this afternoon, will you? Will uh, the answer is no. No. No, we will not benefit from walking in the woods this afternoon. That is correct. So, so for the beauty of walking in the woods, we need but to walk at night. At what, night. What does the answer actually mean? We won't gain any benefit. That could mean that we could stumble on the danger that'll tell us exactly what we want to know. That's not any benefit to us. <laughs> I think we, we will hone our skills at generating these questions with greater precision. I was unhappy with the last draw regarding the idiot brothers. 
But for now, I'm going to take advantage of Winslow's daily schedule to go up to the attic and fire up the dream machine. I'll go with you. Uh. Okay, so you guys uh, head on up to the attic. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay, so you guys uh, head on head on up there, and who is going to get? I'm so, I'm certainly happy to get more information about this to see, to try and again fill in some gaps and try and work out exactly how this metaphysical process works so yeah put me into old sparky okay we got milton yes okay Boris, do you want to step on the lever and then press the you can pull this bar if one of us starts to shake or drool okay no it's good i'll do in fact, I, I imagine that great hound of yours could sense some danger before even you did, or we showed external distress. Probably. All right, All I'm right. strapping in. All right, so you guys get strapped in. Um, Boris here. Yes. We've, got, um, we've got a walking mountain that could do this in theory and then get Boris in on the action as well. I figured the walking mountain was probably going to join you guys. And Ah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So the machine gets fired up. You know, uh, Boris, you see almost immediately, they all kind of get the same reaction. And uh, you guys wake up in uh, the city. Or you're in the city. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nighttime. Uh, night. Uh, people are still walking around, going about their business. Whereabouts? So do we appear in the same spot as we appeared in last time, or are we somewhere different in Loma? Um, maybe not the exact same spot, but probably within eyesight of where you appeared last time. Okay. So same vicinity. Yep. We are past two hours. Yeah. If you guys were going to the tower, that was going to be the perfect stopping point when you okay. walked in. Yeah. Is that where we're going? I have an I, idea. Let's go to the tower. I assumed. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I, I actually know the way. I mean, because yeah. you walked there already. Yep. Marsden, were you raising your hand? Uh, no, I'm just okay. We need uh, to come up I'm with all, another comfort. All on board to meet the, the great wise man of Lomar. I just didn't know if this was the same Lomar that my friends had seen before. We, we've had blue. We've had blue dolphin already. We need to come up with a different color and animal. My brother was named Peter, but is dead. Dead Peter. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you guys are. Uh, you guys walk along. Um, most of the Lomarians, if you're choosing to wear the same outfit that you went to sleep in, they kind of glance at you the same way because you're dressed differently in clothes that they're not used to seeing. Um, and you come to the tower, you see the uh, the line there. Uh, who has the lowest luck of the three of you? Uh, probably not me. I'm on yeah. 93. I'm on 87. 88. All right. So, Damio, give me a luck roll. 
21. All right. Uh, looks like it's maybe going to be uh, less than an hour in the line. Okay. Okay. So as you kind of kind of sit there, you know, people are, are you know getting into that inane conversation you get into when you're standing in a line for a long time. You come up the steps, and the uh, the door opens, and you see this uh, gentleman sitting there. And uh, next to him, uh, all three of you can give me a sanity roll. Hey, that's a good sign. Okay. Pass. Uh, fail. Pass. If you fail, uh, you just gasp. You know sanity loss. Did you see uh, the old man laughing and joking with Wyatt? What the fuck? And that's where we'll stop. Um. Wow, cool. Wait, can I ask one question before? Yes. While we were waiting in line, can I do my, uh, how old are you? When were you born? Uh, sure. To yeah. see if we're in the same year. Yeah, and yeah, you Same are. Same year, 2280. Yeah. Okay. You're here looking for puppies too? No, no, she's looking for, uh, this guy, gentleman was looking for advice on, uh, you know, if he should get married or. <laughs> yeah. No, I was looking for the same person, just to see if we were in the same year. Yeah, yeah. Same our, players, our players included Jason Melichok, Matthew Sanderson, David Gassaway, and uh, myself. Uh, Mark Anthony will be here next week with uh, Keith Craig as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Mm -hmm.